Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This episode is sponsored by Factor. Get Factor and enjoy eating well with fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered straight to your door. Ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash filmsack50 and use the code filmsack50 to get 50% off. Welcome to a roundtable episode of Film Sack. That's right, where we talk about a big topic around movies of some sort or another, and uh, we try to see if we can suss out the complexities that are presented before us. My name is Scott Johnson, and I'm here with Brian, Brian, and Randy. Hello, hello. Oh, I'm Brian. Hi, you I'm, are. I'm, I am the. I'm also Brian. You're also oh, Brian. Okay. There are many Brians. But yeah. these, these ones are ours. Um, <laughs> anyway, we uh, we like to do these uh, when there's some travel going on because we want to make sure you guys have content those weekends. And that's what's happening this weekend. Um, the two Brians, in fact, will be yes. hanging out with each other, which uh, all of you It'll should be It'll be weird. About. Both Brians in the same place at the same time. Yes. I can't explain it. Yeah. I can't explain it's, it. It's, uh, it's finally lining up. Don't touch each other. Your, uh, You'll be like Ron yeah. Silver. and turn Just remember, the- don't let the cops see you hanging out. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's like time cop. Not not again. Right. Never again. Anyway, it's yeah. good to, yeah. to do these once in a while, though. These discussion topics are pretty great. Dunaway uh, had a had a pretty good one. I thought about um the the review culture we live in now, and it's a, it's yeah. a lot different than it used to be. There used to be a time where you know if the Godfather Part Two came out, you would find out how people felt about it by grabbing your local newspaper and flipping to whoever your your uh, local newspaper movie reviewer guy was right and movie critic movie critic might be yep yeah. or you or you'd or flip on the tv and watch ebert and watch, all that yes yeah, Siskel and ebert yeah that was yeah. that was my thing was uh, sneak previews and then i think it was called at the movies at the movies yeah at the movies yeah. yeah we all had that growing up i believe yeah and they were yeah. fine they were they were a fine way to do that but you were getting one opinion and well in some ways i like it cuz it's a simpler time these days everybody's got an opinion, including us. Yes. <laughs> you yes. almost and, uh, say everybody's a critic. Yeah. Might Opinions say. are like assholes. Everybody's yeah. got one. Yeah. yeah. And now it's we have good. things like Metacritic. We have film score. We have uh, most rotten prominently tomatoes. rotten tomatoes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we're, you know, we're surrounded by this kind of thing. And then we go to social media and we all get to tell each other what we think about everything. So it's just a different, a different time where maybe sussing through that is a little more difficult than it used to be. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. This isn't so much about, oh, times have changed. What do we do to navigate it? It's more like, <laughs> what do these things matter? Like, what ones do you take yeah. heart? Yeah. Are there are there sources that any of the four of us go, oh, it's a must. I have to go there before I'll even touch a film. Or or are we more open-minded depending on 
topic or subject matter or the actor who's in it and who cares what a critic yeah, says. I, I think it really depends on a lot of that stuff depends on you, the person and, and you, what your personal like is uh, regardless of any reviews. I will go and see any Marvel film that comes out. I will mm-hmm. see any James Bond film that comes out. I'll see um, reviews, not required Star Wars, so, or right, yeah, right. exactly. Reviews not required. It doesn't matter. They could get, it could get a zero on any of these services and I'll still be like, well, I've got to go see it. It's a but Marvel you, But movie. you have a, there's a right. limit to that, right? Let's say it's something that's not directly in your wheelhouse. I mean, obviously, so we'll, we'll stick with the Marvel example because you're, you are yeah. the biggest Marvel fan here by far. And, uh, I get that. Like you would not want to miss one. You're just like mm-hmm. you wouldn't want, if you were nuts about the comics, You'll read the bad right. ones with the good ones, or the, the bad issues ones. and the good issues. Right. I'll, I'll alongside my uh, superior Spider-Man. I also have one more day. Right. Right. But so is it is it the, <laughs> the value of, saga? All right. Is right. it the value of the sunk cost kind of thing where it's like, well, I don't want to miss out on the one piece of viable information that may include. Right. Like, That's a, you go see Ant Man. Like, yeah, go, I think yeah, that's okay. it. It's like a completion thing, but it's also like, right. oh yeah, I know that the next thing will reference stuff in this probably, and there will right. be connections that that become apparent later on in the series and that sort of thing. I want to see, you know, if even if the story is bad, I want to see their treatment of certain characters. Like, right. all right, how are they going to do Modok? Speaking of your Ant Man example, how are they going to do um, the High Evolutionary in Guardians Three? Stuff like that. So mm. those movies. I think for us, and it, it's it's kind of like music. I'll buy any album that comes out by Crowded House. I don't have to. I don't have to stream it and listen to it. I know that it's one I'm going to personally want to own in my collection. Same with Squeeze. But there are other albums. It's like, oh yeah, new album by Suede. I'll stream it. I'll listen to it. And if I really like it, then I'll then I'll I'll buy I, it. I feel like you're kind of dancing around these stages of uh, interest. Sure. And so like, I just want to I want to lay them out if I can. Please I do. F- I feel like there are four stages of interest. And uh, they come along. They come along as information that you are given, and I think this applies to music, but I'm not sure. So with movies, you have the initial stage where you find out the movie exists, and for a lot of people, that's all it takes. You find out this movie exists. It was made by Steven Spielberg. It stars Tom Hanks, and you're done. You're you're good. You're good to go. Mm-hmm. Then there's the stage where you find out all of the context of the movie before you see it. So what, what's this movie that by Spielberg and Hanks about and what, you know, what did they make it in response to and all that stuff? It's like the trailer stage. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think some people, they get to there and then they go see the movie and then there's the, what are, what do people think of the movie, the opinion stage? And that's where we're, where we're talking today. We're talking about when critics see yeah. a movie or just your buddy sees a movie and tells you about it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that and then the fourth stage is when somehow you get through all of those and you still haven't gotten interest, but then the movie gets nominated for Oscars. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, there's yeah. a yeah. fourth stage is the those. awards stage or the, the critical acclaim. Like, yeah, these things are 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 getting a lot of buzz, not just because people you know have seen it, but because critics are saying, Oh, this is a must. You have to see this right. one. Let, let's say you were a big vampire fan and this new movie just now hitting called The Last Voyage oh, the- of the Demeter. Or Demeter, yeah. however you say it, um, is not doing well. Forty six percent, but audience score is decent. But if you're a giant vampire dude who just wants to see all <laughs> vampire genre stuff, I mean, this is based on one chapter of Bram Stoker's Dracula <laughs> yeah, novel. Just yeah. one chapter, right? It's the <laughs> apparently the boat chapter. 
It's where we all the get boat on the chapter, boat. Exactly. Right. Yes. It's got a cast <laughs> I like. It's got all kinds of possibilities. It's got our mm-hmm. David Desmal chain in there, like right. that guy. Yeah. Um, but it's it's one of those situations where if I am crazy about vampire lore and genre, I'm going mm-hmm. regardless. Mm-hmm. I don't care what this score says. Also, the audience score helps, and that's a whole other aspect of this we haven't really mentioned yet. Sometimes yeah. the critics are at odds. Sometimes they're in perfect harmony. It's like the new Turtles movie is like across the board. Audience and, and critic scores are like just through the roof. But but oftentimes it's like 46% from reviewers, 72% from audience. Does that sway any of you when you see, you know, an audience enjoying a thing, even though you may not agree with how, you know, audiences it's, score things It's sometimes? usually the other way. Like I tend to ignore... Um, review what what could be potentially review bombing you know if right. i see it if i see a a sharp difference and it's critics loved it uh audience score is super low i think oh maybe there's something there's a controversial element in here or uh it's it's just getting review bombed because people are tired of this kind of movie or tired of this actor or actress or or whatever mm. um and so you've just kind of I think I tend to use it more as a guide unless I'm already thinking I don't want to see something. And then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that cements it. Reviews you need are in the toilet. Yes, yeah. great. Tina, so- Tina says, do you want to watch this new thing with me? I'm like, oh, let me see what the Rotten Tomatoes score. No, I don't want to see it. When really, <laughs> when really I didn't want to I'm, see it in the first place. Yeah, right, right. I am I am like, I completely ignore every bad score on them. I don't I don't even look at them. I'm like if I see yeah. a basket I'm like I don't even care. But if you can convince me to go see something if I see us 90% either either side whether it's critics or the audience if it's above 90% and I wasn't really thinking about seeing it I might would go see it because there may be something there. Mm. But if 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 it's reviewed poorly I totally ignore it. I'm just like whatever. Yeah. I'll I'll make that decision. You can't tell me what not you can't tell me what I can like is kind of yeah, guess where I'm, I'm I like going. that. I think that's a, right. I, mean, I think that's a healthy way to go into it. I mean, is there there's nothing that'll prevent if that's something that you're interested in, there's nothing that you'll see beforehand that'll prevent you from wanting nothing. to see it. There's okay. there's absolutely well, the, nothing. The, the power of those stages of interest really uh, affects different people differently. You know, so like for the four of us who love movies and love seeing movies, right? We get through all four stages of interest all the time. It's right. all the time where I say, hey, there's a new Mike Flanagan show coming out. And Scott is all in on the first stage of interest, <laughs> okay. right? And then, you know, where you have uh, the, those of us who, well, like I say, watch a lot of movies where, uh, you know, we might be like, oh, I don't know about that exactly just based on the fact that it's a mike flanagan thing but then you see a trailer and you're like okay i'm in i'm totally in and then there's more more movies a lot more movies for us where you just don't hear about it you just don't Mm -hmm. know anything and suddenly somebody tells you hey we're going to see this new movie that's opening tomorrow you're like oh okay i will look at the reviews you're on the third stage (laughs) of interest you know and like we all have this experience every year where the Oscar nominations come out and we suddenly learn about a bunch of movies. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh, well, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you have, you know, whether or not you get interested in it at that stage. And along the way, it's so interesting how we allow these random people who have made a career <laughs> of telling us mm-hmm. whether or not right. something is good to get in the mix you know, like, right. like we, I feel like we really did kind of trust Siskel and Ebert and I, yes, yeah, 
And I think especially Randy. I mean, I, I don't know if you know this about Randy, but Randy really loves Siskel and Ebert. I, mean, oh, I think yeah, is yeah, yeah. am I wrong, Randy? Because I mean, I think that, <laughs> that when is, I think about. Do you know this? How do you know this? It seems like I, a just weird from, thing. Just from from listening to Randy over the years, I think this is a this is a uh, what what's the what's the what's the word they use now in the Marvel is like a, a big event that cannot is a canon event. So oh, I think. Sure. We, yeah, I think without that canon event of his love for Siskel and Ebert, I don't know if he would be on film sack. I feel I feel like that's like <laughs> I'm serious. I feel I, like Well, let's wait, hear I, what Randy says. What do you what do you well, say? Yeah, because that? I feel like my path into movie fandom is really uh about other people that weren't critics, just individuals right. that I happened to know who also really liked movies and took me along for the ride and then got right. me kind of uh, like I say, there's this weird time in my life for like eight years where I'm going to the movies every weekend. Yeah, yeah. And that's not something that a critic can talk you into. I don't think, right. I, I really do think though, that if you're, you know, in a relationship with somebody who wants to go to the movies all the time, or if you're just, if it's something that your friend group does or what have you. And, and, and again, that's, that's stage two, I'm sorry, stage three of these four stages and they act like critics. And so like, it's understandable, right? Mm-hmm. That you might not trust uh, this random person that's named Gene Siskel, right? Mm-hmm. It's understandable. Like you might, you might yeah. go, well, yeah, he doesn't know me. He's not, he's not my buddy. Who's always right. My buddy gets it right every week, you know? Yeah. So like, think, it's understandable. I think there's an extra stage in there that is a very special case scenario. And for me, it was in the nineties. Uh, we had a standing date, so to speak with a couple of friends of ours where every Friday night we would go to the movies. We'd go out to dinner, uh, Cherry Creek mall. We'd get dinner there cause it was close to where we all lived. And then we would go to the, the, um, it wasn't AMC. What was the theater in the, I think it was United artists, uh, films in the, um, uh, in Cherry Creek mall. And we would usually see one of the two or three films that was brand new that week. Right. And, Sometimes we'd base that on on critic reviews, but it would just be usually like, oh, no, we've been waiting for this one or this is what we're interested in. There's this extra kind of level of we're we're going to see a movie <laughs> regardless of what the yeah. critics are saying. We're going to see one of these three movies. Yes. Which one's it going to be? We're going the the going to a movie is the event. Yes. It's not necessarily, right. I mean, the, the, that, the movie is almost secondary. that movie. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You're it's, going for the experience. Now, yeah. Cisco and Ebert, for me, this was, this is back before, you know, we could just head over YouTube and watch a bunch of trailers, which I do often. I like watching, I like being surprised by movies. I like, mm-hmm. I don't really care about reviews. I like to, I like seeing a movie through opportunity. It just happens to line up. I watched Cisco and Ebert, because they were showing movie clips from the movies and I could really just give a crap less what they had to say about the performances or anything else. I was there for the clips and I'm like, yeah. Oh, these new movies are coming out this week. What are they? <gasps> oh, that's so-and-so. And I want to see a little performance. And even if they dig into the performance and just, you know, tear it up, I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to go see it. I'm going to go see the Terminator. I don't care what you say. Sure. But sure. there's, then there's something to that, right? That when you see right. the clips along with their review and they're saying here, you know, here's a scene where so-and-so is doing this. And then they right. show the clip and it illustrates why they'd liked or didn't like the film. 
that adds a lot of credence to it because you're saying, oh, I see that. I like that too, or I don't like that either. Right. Whereas when you see the scores on Rotten Tomatoes, you don't know if they're, they just had a crappy day or <laughs> they just don't like Tom Cruise or something like that. <laughs> you know, do you, you guys felt like that lended credence to Siskel and Ebert. And do you and guys Rover. read, do you guys actually read the critics reviews under these scores? Sometimes I stop. I do. I, I do. I, if I if I have a yeah. if I'm in one of those stages where I'm on the fence on whether or not I'm going to see it, right. I almost That's- always hit the first couple of comments or reviews, and I'm always like, "Holy shit, this person's a moron! Why am I even looking <laughs> yeah. at these scores?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, how can I respect your score when you're saying stupid crap? Well, and like, so right. look, so far the context of this has been entirely around new movies right so far the way we've talked about what i do is i'm like in the mood for a horror movie so i will look up a list and go top 10 horror movies of last year and it turns out because we are living in a literal glut of content and entertainment now that there's a ton you miss you just miss stuff it goes under the radar especially indie things things that weren't mainstream so i'll find a list and it'll say these were the best horror movies of the year and it'll be some ranker list or whatever and then i will take one or two that sound interesting from the synopsis. And then I will go to Rotten Tomatoes and I'll search on those and I will right. see, well, all right, what was the reception like? And often I will make my decision whether I'm going to bother watching it or not based on that. And if they're high enough and high enough for me is like, I don't know, 60 or higher. Mm-hmm. That's right. enough for me to say, well, it's, it's, it's a horror movie. I like the genre anyway. I can stomach some, some bad ideas or whatever. And maybe I'll get lucky and get another uh, barbarian out of this, or maybe it will be not as good. But either way, at least I've informed myself enough to not waste the time to go start the thing and find out that I hate it immediately. So get, I, I will use it that way. You get 15 minutes in my house typically. If it's like you get, that's what I call it. I call it 15 minutes. That's better than a review for me. If you can't get me in the first 15 minutes, I'm out. I don't how, care. If how often does that happen fantastic. to you? Does that happen to you a lot where you get, you're out after 15? Oh, yeah. yeah. All the time. Oh, really? Like 15 wow. Like I'm out. See ya. Oh, usually if I've started a movie, I finish it unless you got that. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think there, there've been (laughs) some in the past where, I mean, obviously Johnny mnemonic in theaters, but at home, I'm trying to think if there was something that's like, Oh, I started watching this. I don't know if I'm ever going to finish it kind of thing. I can usually tell in the first 15 minutes from the language of what's going on. I'm pretty good at sniffing it out. I'm like, Oh Mm -hmm. yeah, this is not going anywhere. The scenario Scott just described is firmly in stage four, right? Because he started with, what do what what right. was vetted Another for list. me yeah what already yeah. came out yeah. yeah you know and yeah. and that's it's just fascinating to me how there are people out there who they can't do it that way there are mm. there's a lot of people out there they actually want to watch a movie yes. but they don't want anyone telling them whether it's good or bad or what yeah. even what's in it yeah mm-hmm. it's just this like it's a, I'm I'm a little bit that Randy. I mean, yeah, I'm a yeah. I'm a little bit that because I I consider so you know a movie can hinge uh, based on your expectations, and sometimes I don't want any expectations at all. Because some in some ways it kind of spoils the movie because immediately I'm going in and all I can hear is we'll just use Randy as an example. All I can hear is Randy going, "Oh, you know the acting is subpar," and so the whole the whole time I'm just watching. Oh, this acting subpar. Hut, get out of my head, Randy. That's not me. <laughs> I don't know if there's some subpar or not. And so I'm like, yeah. uh, so lots well, of times. Well, but then that comes down to it, whether or not you have trusted sources. Like, so if, right. so if yeah. Ibit told me, hey, there's this new drama on somewhere that you're going to really like, I'd believe him enough to, right. to then go for it. 
Until I mention that it has subtitles and then Well then there's trouble. But you know that going in, right? And even yeah, if you right, say to exactly. me even if you said to me, Ah, it wasn't really my thing, but you might like it, I also trust that. Or if he says you're not gonna like it, I also trust that. I think there are for some mm-hmm. people, there are reviewers out there, professional reviewers, who right. where that kind of trust is there, one way trust mm-hmm. is there, and they've earned it for whatever yeah. reason or they've always kind of matched up with your likes. Like this was right. me with Ebert, would, like literal Ebert. Was you Ebert? Were you were Ebert? Okay, you was often Ebert. Gotcha. T- most of the time, Ebert yeah. and I would see eye to eye on films, and I don't know why that is. Like he adored Dark City at a time nobody would watch it. I loved Dark mm-hmm. City to death, mm-hmm. and I and I always felt like a weird not connection, but I felt like if Ebert said yeah. a thing before he died, I would be like, oh well, I'll it's- probably like it then. I think that's why this stuff exists. People want to find those trusted sources. Right. And so then mm-hmm. it's just a matter of do you trust anyone or not? It sounds like Dunaway just doesn't trust anybody. And I don't, I'm not saying well, that. Well, that's though. not true. I, I trust people when they tell me positive things. Like if you recommend a movie and you say, good, 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 I will trust what you have to say. If you, t- if you come at me telling me bad, don't go see it, I'm like, ooh, ooh, don't tell me bad, don't go see it. I, I feel like every movie, every movie I've ever seen, someone loved that movie. Someone worked really hard for that movie. Making movies is super hard. And uh, sometimes I can find enjoyment in a movie just by something that maybe wasn't, you know, that not everybody's going to enjoy. But what if, something something about something was aw- what if I told you something was awesome and then you went and I, I and all I said was good, 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 like your scenario. But then you right. went there and did not like it. Like That's fine. Because, you know, I'm never going to criticize you for thinking for liking something. I, mm-hmm. I may criticize you for telling me i can't like something like it's same as if i'm eating you know if i'm eating a reuben sandwich and i think reuben sandwich is awesome you tell me it's shit and i'm like well bump you man shut up get out of here well yeah but see that but that's what i was trying to get to here is i don't think reviewers are they're not telling you what to like they're telling you what they liked and and whether you whether you agree with them or not is the issue and so right i understand that natural inclination to go don't tell me what i don't like but i don't think that's what they're doing (laughs) Uh, they, they, well, at least they, that's they, they, not really what they're supposed to be doing. But nobody likes yeah, to be yeah, told yeah, this, yeah. right? Like, there's some. I just had a conversation in Discord with somebody about the launch of of Overwatch Two on uh, on Steam and how Steam. it's just getting wrecked right. on Steam. And I'm and I I think it's possible to have a discussion about that without getting hyper hyperbolic on either side of it and go, well, right. There are some reasons people are upset, but also should we allow a review system uh, for players just to be uh, you know trolls and dicks? When really they're not saying anything about the game, they're just mad about <laughs> trolls it. and dicks. It's like there's trolls all this, dicks. there's all this question about that, and me, me trying to explain to people that those negative reviews aren't, they're not about hey Scott, you should should play this or Scott, you should not play this. They're more right. about if you stay, if, at least if you get in the right mindset, you have to read them like this is why they don't like it. And right. if I align with that person on a certain percentage of time, then it's a trustworthy interaction. Right. Yes. And that is that you hit the nail on the head as to the one thing that I would love if Rotten Tomatoes had, if Letterboxd had, you know, one of these these trusted review sites to be able to say, like, all right, give me a list of 10 movies that were very uh, controversial, not controversial. Um, uh, what's the term when something is divisive uh, so, so like give sure, me yeah. give me 10 divisive movies and say what did you think of these 10 movies now i'm going to match you up with 
uh, five reviewers that felt the same way you did about those movies. And you could look through their, yeah, yeah, you could look through their reviews and say, oh, yeah, I really connected. The thing I liked about this movie was this, and he brought that up. Or the thing I hated about this movie was this, and she brought that up. And then be able to say, great, Rotten Tomatoes, give me a third metric. You've got your your critic score, your audience score, and then your trusted score, your trusted source score. Ooh, and, see, I like that. I like yeah. trusted then, source score. Yeah, yeah, and then give me like a another metric that I can say, oh, all right, last voyage of the, the, the Demeter, uh, these people, you know, the audience scores crap or the the critic scores crap, but these these trusted sources that that like the things that I like also liked it. I'm going to give it a shot. I think yeah. I think that's a good that um, hey that would be a great feature and wh- whichever whichever website comes up with that soonest is the one I'm going to use. <laughs> but I feel like between the four of us asking us what would make uh, do you have any interest in seeing Last Voyage of the of the Demeter using this as kind of like a uh, a case study and saying if you didn't have any interest in this what would it be that would take what would it take to make you give you some interest in seeing it. Right. Hearing from one of the four of us saying, oh, dude, I saw Last Voyage of the Demeter yes- uh, yesterday. It was fantastic. You need to see it. Because that, that would be it for me, hearing one of the three of you say it like Well, and that. these kind of like algorithmic um, methods on social media and other things to silo people off into like-minded groups, I can yeah. see why that's a negative when it comes to social media or something. It's like, well, here's an echo chamber where everyone agrees with me, and that's not necessarily healthy. I understand that. But yeah. in this case... That's not yeah. a negative. What you're literally doing is saying, here's a movie or TV show or whatever that yeah. you and people like you will probably like. And if that's an if that's a good system and mostly accurate, I'd use mm-hmm. the living shit out of that. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. Sorry, everybody, to bust in, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back and uh, talk some more. I just ate the most amazing factor meal yesterday. I can't believe that in two minutes I ate as well as I ate. I got the pork chop. uh, It had this amazing sauce in it. had these incredible uh, portions of broccoli and and, uh, onions. And, oh, I was dying. It was so good. Dying in a good way, of course. Look, it's busy. We got a fall season coming up, right? Summer's ending. Fall around the corner. You might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Well, that's where Factor comes in. That's where it came in for me yesterday. America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. And it can help you fuel up fast. Get your body ready for the day. Chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals. And they're delivered straight to your door. So you save time, you eat well, and you stay on track with the healthy lifestyle you've been trying so hard to have. All right? So this August, and almost September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Just choose your meals and enjoy fresh-flavor-packed meals. You know, deliver straight to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash filmsack50 and use the code filmsack50 to get 50% off. I understand you might be too too busy with your end of summer goals to cook, right? Got a lot to cram in before the weather turns. But you want to make sure you're eating well during all of that. Well, with Factor, you can skip the extra trip to the grocery store, the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up too, and really just focus on getting the flavor and natural quality and nutritional quality that you want and need factors fresh never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes like i mentioned before get back to crushing your goals and spend so much time in the kitchen you know and if you're looking for calorie conscious options ahead of the busy season try delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals 
with around or less than 550 calories per serving. That's pretty dang good. Head to factormeals.com slash filmsack50 and use the code filmsack50 to get 50% off. That's code filmsack50 at factormeals.com slash filmsack50 to get 50% off. I love them, as will you. All right, uh, uh, we're back, and uh, I think we were talking about the. Uh, uh, let's pick it right up where we were. Yeah, for well, sure. And the, the reason <laughs> that uh, professional critics are so much more valuable than the masses is uh, that when, as soon as you go and democratize opinion, someone's going to find a way to spend money and skew it. Always. And so, like that's what the, the, that's what you're seeing with like Yelp, for yeah. instance. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. it's great. I'm glad that we have randos out there telling me if they had a bad experience at a restaurant. That's that is useful, but it's not that useful. It's not mm-hmm. that great because Yelp is in the background taking money from you know like a mafia taking money from restaurants <laughs> to right. promote things and and to bury things right. And, and I know that. And so, you know, the, you know, democracy is great. Uh, capitalism, unless it can be manipulation, okay. not, great. Right. Yeah. not great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I tend to agree. What? I tend to agree. I just feel like this is going to almost have to come from some independent source because the truth is they probably, yeah. and I haven't thought of it, but they probably, there's some reason they don't want you to only see what you want to see. <laughs> because when you have too much control, then they can't feed you what they want to feed you. Right. Like it's not conspiratorial to say that because they all this is a right. No, but you true. do need someone who doesn't have a financial skin in the game and basically says, "Well, you know, here are these five uh, people that matched up with what you feel about this. These other, you know, these divisive movies, but also this sponsor is also paying for this, so we're adding them as a sixth source." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, had had source. Rotten Tomatoes not been bought out by NBC Universal and Fandango and all that. Right. They may this may be something they would have when it was independent mm-hmm. and indie they could have added and and I don't know who that is now maybe it's maybe maybe it's just all too big now for anyone to break into this but you see things yeah. like you know just watch is is obviously a, a thing about well where is it and when can I watch it but they could easily start doing cool stuff like this if they wanted sure sure right. and I would use them even more than I do already um, a friend of mine uh, turned me on to Letterboxd. Don't yeah, isolate like me on saying a friend of mine turned me on. Uh, a friend of mine turned me on a letterbox, <laughs> and um, it's it's almost this, right? I mean, it's basically a social media um, movie. Yeah, you, site, you're, movie you're journaling. Yeah, you're journaling the things you're watching. Right, and saying, right. oh, keeping a list of the things that you want to see, looking at what the people you follow, yeah. usually friends, uh, watched, and and how they feel about it. So it's close. It's almost this. Yeah. Um, it's a little, it's a little ad heavy, better use a browser that blocks things. Cause it's, <laughs> it's a mess. Right. It just seems like an opportunity and maybe it's not a money making one. And therefore that's why it won't happen in today's, mm-hmm. you know, internet marketplace. But, but I would love it. Like maybe we do it. Maybe we get bombats or some of our smart programmer people in the oh, community. Smart make, programmer oh, people. We, and we get behind yeah, this business. Yeah, it's filmsack.com's where you go for your... Yeah, yeah. Your, this is uh, all really just an ad for our new upcoming service. Yeah, <laughs> check it out. Coming soon to the internet near you, everyone. Yeah. Um, but that. yeah, like over the overall here for me is that if you look at what's possible with reviews today, 
the option is you either look at them or you don't. You either like back when we were kids, if it had cool shit in it, we just went. Right. We didn't care. Yeah. So if it was about time, we had travel, no idea what we're about to see. No, I didn't. I'm trying to think if I was a teen and I bothered with reviews at all. Oh, like, I did. I don't think I ever. Well, even like looked. I said, I used it for just as teasers for things I was kind of wanting to be aware of because I was always interested in new movies. I just didn't. Well, and back then you get your trailers from seeing other movies, right? Yeah, that's right. You would go to a movie and you'd watch trailers all yeah, up front. Or a TV spot during a Super Bowl or something. Yeah. But we didn't have this ability to sit down and look at the the top 20 new trailers that came out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it's but a also, it's an embarrassment of riches, right? We just have this insane yeah. amount of access to these things now. Go ahead, Randy. Uh, we're, we're talking about when you watch a lot of movies or when you care about a lot of movies. For people who don't, stages one and two are fine. They're plenty. They, uh, critics may as well not exist. Mm-hmm. If you only watch four new movies a year or something, right? Yeah. right. And, and you're, all, all you need to know is that it's Spielberg and Tom Hanks. That's all you care. Mm-hmm. Like it's, mm-hmm. That's it. it. Some, somebody's taking you to see this movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, like there's almost like a there's almost a problem when you watch too many movies like there's this thing where people love to just crap on critics mm-hmm. and say you know well uh, I don't listen to critics I don't want to have anything to do with critics because critics have watched too many movies yeah. they've lost <laughs> and, the, they've lost their and, ability to to be in wonder those kinds of things that's usually what you yeah. hear yeah yeah, it, and like, and and like, you, you, there are definitely examples of critics who, like, for some reason, were really, really moved by Lars von Trier or something, and and were absolutely bored to death of popular things, mm-hmm. and like, sure, sure. So, like, you can say, I'm not going to listen to that person. I'm not going to trust that person. Yeah. But on the other end of the spectrum, like, really popular things are popular for a reason. Right. Mm-hmm. They are. They, uh, like, they found something that tapped in. Yeah. 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 Sure. And it's right. not it's not a bad thing. It's you know, it's it's not it, wrong of you to like what everybody else is likes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was always my problem with the a lot of the critics and continues to be a problem is is I like to watch um, films that kind of maybe are exploring things that because it's really because that's one of the complaints, like you said, is like those critics who watch too many movies. And so they kind of get into this idea of they want everything to be formula with just maybe a 10% change in the film. That's what makes a good film. So follow formula 90%, then 10% do something different. And that seems kind of predictable to me. I like to see movies that maybe are totally, you know, maybe off the cuff, you know, it's just some weird thing. And so, eh, I don't know. I don't well, know. Yeah, I but keep in mind, like, I don't know. If we we kind of do this right every week, we look at a movie. It's not new new movies, but we're watching old right. stuff. We're watching good stuff, bad stuff, everything in between. And I don't think that ex- experience has made us jaded about films. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're critics, though. We're not looking for things necessarily to criticize or not criticize. We're more like this is. I've always I've always felt the experience of this of film sack for myself has been like what I used to do when I would go to the movies with my friends. When we would leave, we would sit out in the car and have a discussion. We right. weren't necessarily Talk critical. Yeah. We were just continuing the conversation of what we just saw. Um, so I don't really see us criticizing. Necessarily. There may be criticisms, but it's not to necessarily 
have somebody go see a movie or not see a movie. It's more like this is what experience we had. Well, I that's guess that's what I'm saying is that the reviewers I tend to land on because you because I think you just kind of said it without knowing you said it and and, and right. help define what I've been trying to say, which is I want reviewers and sources, whether that be websites or whatever, that are like that, that are. We right. all love movies, and if you were in a car with me, Roger Ebert, we would probably talk about it this this way or whatever. <laughs> right. right? You know what I mean? And that and so those right. are what, that's what I'm seeking out. And it and in a time where you know we have all these possible tools, the fact that that is not a tool for us to utilize is kind of a crime. It's weird. Right. Right. I don't know why it's not more of a thing. I just did this thing while we were talking, where I went and found the 100 Club. It's uh, Rotten Tomatoes, all oh. the 100 scores. Just curious, you know what they are, and it's things <laughs> like. You know, Toy, Toy Story 2, the documentary Man on a Wire, um, Philadelphia Story, some old stuff, new stuff. It's kind of all over yeah. the place. That's cool. Um, but one of them is one I'd never heard of called Leave No Trace, which came out in 2018, starring Ben Foster and a bunch of other people. And I'm a Ben Foster diehard. He's one of those guys mm-hmm. I'll see no matter what the frick he does. Yeah. And I never heard of this. And so what did I do? I go look and see where it's streaming. Okay, cool. I can get it on Stars or you know half a dozen other services, or I can rent it. And now I'm like super jazzed to see this. Well, well, what did that? that that's the direction these things help me now more than they do about new releases. I'm way right. more. This is more of a. It's almost a separate discussion, but we have become a society where everything's so on demand that I'm way less interested in what's ha- what's coming out next week as I am. Right. What did I miss in 2018 when I wasn't looking? And then I can discover it now and go, Oh, awesome. And then I can come on TMS, do a recommendal and, or maybe it's film sackable or whatever. Like my approach has changed because it yeah. used there's to be, little, you know, there's what's very little risk and hitting a movie on Netflix. Right. I mean, you don't have to really do any research on it. I mean, you can see the Netflix score right there and you can just, Start it up and watch. Well, they it don't, don't they don't do scores anymore though. They just they, oh, they just don't. Give okay, you, yeah. They just give you a percentage of what they think you're going to like. Right. So they've got their own okay. kind of little algorithm, but it's very Netflix focused. But but even right. in that case, I'll say, well, it is in the top ten this this week. That probably mm-hmm. means it's popular, which means it's probably good. Like I'm still making those choices based on these indicators. See, they even took the score off. Not to even notice. That's yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when they used to? It was like right. five star system, and they took it off. Like yeah, yeah, okay. You see, I don't know why yeah. they got rid of it. I, right. Well, probably, you know what? I do know why. Because negative scores people, drive people away and they won't watch Yeah, them, so. and probably the people who were, yeah, exactly. Driving people away means only certain amounts of content. Probably, probably the people they were, you know, having movies on their service for are probably mad. Hey, you got to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. People are noticing our shit as shit. Yeah. I'm supposed to have people watch it. Yeah. It's unfortunate because I think it was useful. At yeah. the time. But then again, like Randy said, you know, user reviews, the democratization of reviews can be real bomby and real, and you know, it's a, it as well. It's just easily like captured by people with money. Yeah. That right. Sucks. Yeah. It does suck. Mm-hmm. Like in, the, on paper, not listening. it's like the original <laughs> idea of like comments and forums and, you know, interacting social media. Even the dream was, oh, we can all, all of us are, you know, we all have a voice. It's a bit. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, shit, we all have a voice. Right, you know? right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want yeah, everyone. Like, everybody's <laughs> got a megaphone, but we need to take some of them away. So, <laughs> <laughs> my like my my most final thought on this topic is, uh, I always give a thought to the people after we do a, an episode of Film Sack. There's always someone who comes along and says something 
about their feelings about the movie and yeah. it's totally the opposite of everybody else. Right. Right. So like right. after mystery men, someone posted in the discord that it's like their most hated movie mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, there's just examples of that. And I always want to, I always want to give a thought to that because it's important for us to remember that it, yeah, it, democratization is still a really good thing. Right. Like right. you should have ways to find out in advance if you're about to waste your time or if you're about to just like be made to feel bad. Right. Like you mm-hmm. should definitely have ways to uh, attain that. And I don't want you if you just hated Mystery Men and we all were kind of celebrating it. I don't want you to think feel bad. Right. Like, right, right. That, like right. you should you should feel how you feel. And right. that's a, that's a perfectly good thing. You know, mo- mo- these are, we're talking about art. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not talking about your, I don't know, your relationship with your government or something like it's, <laughs> you, <laughs> it's, it's not that important uh, in any given yeah. movie. Right. No, I, I agree with that. Um, well, that's our takes. I'd be curious what you think at home as usual. We get tons of great feedback on these. People really mm-hmm. like these round tables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're really glad to hear that. So if you have a take or a thought on uh, reviews and how they affect uh, you or the business in general or any of that stuff, we would love to hear from you. Filmsack at gmail.com. Uh, or as always, you can text us at 801-471-0462. I think that's going to do it for us today. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. I give it a 10. We'll oh. see you next time. Get more at frogpants.com. Oh, Jesus. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.